September 1st, 1976. The photo was me after crying my eyes out. I'd just taken Mike Belcher to the airport to see him fly home. I'd never see him again, but I learned after I ran away from home that he had called my family asking for my hand in marriage. He was living in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and no one knew where I was. I met Mike Belcher during summer camp. He was the most popular young man at Florida College that year because he was so personable and funny. He drove a maroon Monte Carlo, and it was always packed to the hilt with cool kids on campus. Cindy Clark and I had been friends since we were 12 through our church. She was a wild one, though. We both went to Florida College's summer camp every year since sixth grade. This year, I was a camp counselor, so I got to hang out with the college kids who were usually the camp counselors. That's where I met Mike and was smitten. Most of my time was spent keeping kids from drowning in the Hillsborough River that ran alongside the Temple Terrace College campus and keeping them busy. I didn't get to spend much time with the kids my age, and in a brief meeting with Cindy, she told me she was in love. I was happy for her because she was kind of heavy and not well-liked, so I assumed her love was reciprocal and I didn't ask who. Later on, at a campfire party during camp, Mike was making a big fuss over me in front of all of the other college kids. Cindy was there too and had an absolute fit, saying that I had stolen him from her. Our relationship was never the same again after that summer. Mike and I dated and he would drive me across the state to Daytona Beach because I loved the big waves. Whenever there was a fancy dinner or event at the college, he would take me as his date. One of those dates proved a little embarrassing, but he did his best to make the most of it. It was the Southern Bells Ball or some such thing, and all of the girls would wear old-fashioned styled hoop skirts and big hats and fans. Since I didn't attend college, I didn't know the tradition, and when I asked Mike what to wear, he told me to find something outstanding. I wore a skin-tight, leopard-skin-spotted satin jumpsuit with gold chains down the front. The other girls surely had fun at my expense because they all fawned over Mike and were not happy that I was always his date. Mike said that being so unique and willing to march to my own drum is what he liked best about me. This isn't the actual pantsuit, but it's really, really close. I remember crying for days when he had to go home to Bowling Green, Kentucky. He was going to be a preacher. This is a scrap of paper covered in tear stains that I can barely read. Home is a funny thing. I mean, now you're home in Kentucky but hundreds of miles away, you're still at home within my heart. No matter where you go, you will always be at home there. Though bodily you're not here, your presence lingers in my soul. Memories and visions of you are ever on my mind. You, my love, are the reason for laughing, for crying, for living, and for dying. Without you, baby, what good am I? Over and over that song sounds through the lonely hallways of my mind along with the sole sweet echo of your voice. I long for the velvet silkiness of your skin and the silhouette of us on the quiet waters. But more than anything, I long for your warm yet mysterious eyes, 
the windows to an even more intriguing mind. As I said, I don't understand you, but I can and do accept you. I know that whatever you want out of life, you will have, or I will die trying to get it for you. I can supply you with the reason, facts, and encouragement, but you have to make it work. Even if I can't be a part of your life, I still love you and will always want the best for you because you've earned it by trying to be the best kind of person you know how. It's plain to see that you're following in the footsteps of the, quote, perfect example, and it has inspired myself and others to do the same. How can I ever repay you for the light you've shined on my path? How can I repay the light you've kindled in my heart that floods my being with rapture and warmth? How can I disguise the glowing inferno within that brings me through the rain or something like that? The paper is really tear-stained and hard to read. I could sit around and think about how much I miss you or what I should have said or done, but I'd rather think about what it will be like to have you back. Six weeks isn't very long. I'd wait six years, gladly, if I knew you'd be back to stay. I wish I knew just how on earth I grew to love you so fondly. It's such a lovely feeling, but it's just not like me to realize a good thing as soon as I see it. It usually takes a while to hit me, and by then it's too late. I was looking, praying for you. You being a person who fits my needs as you do. And after we met and talked for a while, I realized that you were the one.